This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our other shows like Westworld FM, Gone to Texas, and Horror Movie Yearbook. If you're a fan of Westworld, Preacher, or horror movies in general, chances are you'll dig one of those podcasts. So go to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com for more information. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. While you're listening or even watching along, why not head over to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com slash support. Check out all the various ways you can support us. We have a support store where you can buy shirts, hoodies, beer koozies. There's a donate button. If you want to donate some money, that would be dope because uh, video games are fucking expensive. Uh, and don't forget to check out the Amazon affiliate link. So when you buy stuff from Amazon, it doesn't matter what it is. If you go through that link on our website, we get a little bit of money from that. It would be awesome. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatchers like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Podcasts. Uh, those are probably the only four that actually matter, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But do that. Rate and review us. Helps us climb the charts. We would appreciate that. And as always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. And don't forget to add us on Instagram at MidwestGameNerds. And now that we're on Twitch, be sure to follow us here, too, so that you know when we go live so you can you know come and watch and chat with us while we're talking, uh, that whole spiel, because... Uh, you know we like we like interaction with our listeners. So yes, please ask us if we've watched TV shows. On, yeah. uh, in the comments in the, in the game podcast. Yes. Okay. Don't, don't actually do. Don't that. do that. But no. the guy last time did. Yep. We still like him. He followed we do. us. Yeah. Thanks, dude. I don't remember his name. I don't either. Um, but That's then there okay. was the other guy that like said we were super gay or whatever. Yeah. That, well, that guy was know, cool. Whatever. Um, anyways, uh, we got some game news to go over and, but in, in that sort of thing. And we're going to talk about, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. That's hard to say. I it realize. Is. And we're going to talk about Mario Kart Deluxe 8, 8, 8 Deluxe. 8 Deluxe, yeah. And we're also going to talk about Prey because some of us had played some Prey. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we do that, when I talk about feedback, I really want people to send us feedback. And one of the things I want you to send us feedback about right now, we're, we're kind of planning a, uh, a charity stream. So we want to do a charity live stream through, uh, what's the... We could do Extra Life or Pencils of Promise. It's not, it hasn't been decided yet, yeah. but one of those kind of like gaming related... But we want to do 24 hours of gaming, and yeah. we want you guys to be involved too. So if you're listening, be sure to send in feedback. Let us know what games you want us to play, what systems you want us to play them on. Uh, if you want to play with us, you know, that sort of thing. If you just want to watch Brian play Destiny for 24 hours, I'm sure... <laughs> I don't want to play Destiny for 24 hours. We could figure it out. You know what? If people give us enough money, you're going to play Destiny for 24 yeah. hours. Or dance in the background. <laughs> I don't I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so just send us ideas of what you've liked about other streams, if you've watched them, or what would what would make you watch a stream of us for 24 hours. Playing that, games. Yeah. Would we have to else? pay you to watch us for 24 hours? No, don't even give them no, the option. That doesn't, no, that, it doesn't work that way but, but we, we want to hear from you guys so let us know how you want to be involved with this this stream because it's something we really want to do and we feel is is a would not only be beneficial for, for us but whatever charities we end up you know working towards you know we obviously want to help people we're fairly yeah. we try to be generous so we help would, us be more generous we would like to make it happen within the next couple months there's yeah. no hard deadline anywhere but uh it, it would be nice to you know, start putting it together. But uh, if we knew people were interested in it, it would make it even easier for us to sit down and for sure. get it going. So, yeah, let us know. Yeah. So, anyways, now that that's out of the way, have you guys played anything else other than those three games? 
I've just been playing a lot of Forza Horizon 3. I saw that. I saw you were on the other day with your cousin and, yeah. uh, and Charlie. Yeah, we all hang out, mod out cars that yeah. shouldn't be a real thing. and It's like being up on Woodward. But yeah. video is game. the Hot Wheels DLC out yet? That is, I think, out this week. So, John, I don't know if you know this, but they're making a chain of islands that are connected by Hot Wheels tracks. Okay. And you can also drive Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. Are there but, like, loops? It, oh yeah, I, there I are. presume so. So I, I'm. It sounds pretty cool. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up or not. So they're kind of shifting into the Grand Theft Auto Five cunning stunts. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I think it was just kind of a good, um, a good way to bring in a younger audience and like okay. a fresh way, like a fresh spin on the gameplay too. I can see that. Yeah. So it seems like a really cool idea. Yeah, they are adding some real world cars as well. Yeah, along with the Hot Wheels ones. Um, like the smart car? I'll definitely try it out because I have the expansion pass. Oh, it comes with the pass? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So, Cool. Sweet. Yeah. You'll have to let us know what you think of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it'll be fun, I'm sure. I, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah, a yeah, lot of parts of the game are it's, like... It, like It seems like the it's the same as the um, Thunder Island or whatever the Fast and Furious tie-in was for the well, last one. Well, that was one. specifically Fast and Furious. Yeah. That was, yeah, but that, that it, wasn't it, very good actually. Storm I heard, Island it, was, I heard awesome. it was fantastic, but you're probably not a fan of the Fast and the Furious. Menage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ja Rule. So, Alex, what about you? Have you played anything else? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I have been playing a game on the Nintendo Switch called Kamiko. Okay, it's a five dollar downloadable eShop game. Um, and essentially what it is, it's a top down kind of Zelda ish, but more like hyper light drifter kind of game. Cool. Uh, it's combat, uh, combo focused. So the amount of enemies that you kill, most of the enemies take a hit, but they grow in difficulty. So they might take up to like three or four hits as you kill more enemies. They drop like kind of like dust or whatever. Like, I don't know what you want to call it, but just some kind of currency. Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Which you, you collect the cocaine and then you have to spend the cocaine to either like open doors in the level or to unlock these like shrines in the level. And you have to unlock four of the shrines to finish the level. Sweet. There's four levels in the game. Uh, total. There's three different characters to play as. One of them has a sword. One of them has a bow and arrow. And one of them has a shield that she tosses. Okay. And um, it's pretty, like, you can finish all four levels in about an hour. And, uh, but it's interesting because you get to points where you uh, pay to open up a chest, which gives you an orb that you then have to take back to a certain spot in the level. Yeah. And the enemies constantly respawn and you can't fight them while you're holding the orb. So you have to like maneuver around all of the enemies in order to try and get back to the spot to to deposit the orb essentially which then opens up a door to get further in the level. So um it's it's pretty cool. It's only $5. So Is it worth $5? Absolutely. Okay. Like if you're looking for something to play on the Switch and you want Is wanna, it only on Switch? I'm pretty sure it's only on Switch. Okay. Yeah, at the moment at least. It it feels like a good candidate for like uh, PS4 Vita crossplay. Yeah, but as far as I know, it's only on the Switch, and they haven't announced anything else yet. Um, but it's it's a 
fun little game. I wish there was more of it, but for five dollars, I think you definitely get the value. And I like I've gone through and finished it with two of the characters. I'm planning on going back for the third. Sweet. And I think when you beat it with all three, you unlock like the sound test menu. Essentially, you can listen to the music and hear That's the sound effects school. and stuff. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So it's a pretty cool game, and I would recommend it for anybody who's looking for stuff to play on the on the Switch. Right on. So, for five dollars, it doesn't sound like you can go wrong. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hard to beat that. It's it's like you get up. and you can essentially get like <clears throat> at least three hours of gameplay out of it. So, and after you finish each level, there's a boss. Obviously, the boss is cool. You collect like life bar upgrades and cocaine bar upgrades so you can hold on to more cocaine more cocaine and then you can also uh there's like a hold like a the sword person has a spin attack that spends cocaine as you spin but you have to hold down the button to use it essentially like zelda pretty much yeah uh but yeah it's sweet check it out right on. five bucks nothing else i think that's it i don't remember other than else. all the things we're talking about yeah other than all the other stuff yeah. that we're talking that's about. enough to play right there a little bit of horizon but i'm still just chipping away at it i thought i figured you'd be done by now no i'd like to play games to talk about them on this podcast so <laughs> i have to, to play spend other games. But I can't just keep going back to, to the talk same about old games. horizon we can talk about horizon it's just gonna take a little time okay. you guys can have a spoiler cast the problem is that i keep like I, I'm drawn away by all of the side quests, so I, there, I have no drive to actually complete the game because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go do all the trials at the hunting ground. Those are worth doing because you actually get something out of them. Yeah, too. but then you know, there's like it, every time I go into like I just, not just, but a while ago I got to the big city. I don't remember what it's called. Meridian. Meridian. I got to Meridian and it gave me like twelve side quests. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go do all of these and before I move And there's anywhere. a couple more decent-sized cities further west of that. Too. Great. So more side quests <laughs> that I'm going to not beat the game. So I think I'm at the point where I'm far enough ahead. I will probably just try to mainline up until I hit the right level cap to start going back to get ahead of it with some side quests at this point. Unless the end of the game is like yeah. level twenty five, I, I made a case. conscious choice at one point to just stop doing side quests. And I think I'll have to do that, but it, you know, I've been having fun with it. So you, you can the game will roll back and let you go do play stuff after and you do side it. quests after you finish it. Anyways. Yeah, but it's one of those things where, like with Zelda, I'm probably not going to touch it after I beat it. But we'll see. Horizon's good. Right on. Tom, update us if you've been playing it anymore. Yeah. Let us know if our feedback was helpful at all. Yeah. Or if you no longer trust us. John, have you been playing anything? Uh, so when I made my last post on Instagram about us streaming this episode, yeah. not today, but earlier in the week, my friend Eric commented and was asking me, you know, in direct message, like if, you know, what, what I've been playing other than, you know, like he's like, oh, you have a Switch, like we should play Mario Kart, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I haven't purchased Mario Kart yet. So I haven't played it. These guys have. They're going to talk about it. But I plan on getting it. A little strapped for cash. So I don't remember how it came up in conversation, but Eric was basically like, you should give Clash Royale a shot. So... And then your life ended. No, it hasn't ended. You're strapped for cla- cash because you're now a ca- uh, Clash Royale uh, whale where you've donated most of your income. No, because I have I have Google Play Rewards, which is their system for yeah, it you gives you take the surveys and you get free credit to the Play Store. So if I want to spend stupid credits on stupid 
you know, while it sinks, I can do you that. Got it, yeah. Uh, anyways, it's super simple. It's frustratingly simple of a of a game. Uh, it works really well. It's really pretty. Can you describe it a little bit? So it's kind of like it's a card based tower defense game in a way. So you have three towers on the screen, one of which is your king, and then you have two defending towers. Each of them has a projectile that they can launch. And you have to take cards from your inventory, and you have elixir that gathers at the bottom, and each card has a certain elixir amount, mana, that you use to cast the card. Uh, So you just drag the card onto the screen and drop and let it go, and that uh, whatever character you dropped is autonomous and moves its way forward towards the uh, opponent's towers and takes them out. So It does sound really simple. It is super simple. It is extremely difficult to master because I found myself like I found a good strategy that worked really really well for the cards that I had that I was using and then eventually I just kept getting just spanked like left and right did you like grow out of a tear or something no well so I I I finished the first uh I I got into level four which is when you get moved to the next tier of uh of opponents and I did really well for like the first maybe four or five battles I had fought in that and then eventually um, it was. I just had a losing streak where I went from having like 600 trophy to like 500 trophy, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like, <laughs> so my rank like went down significantly. Yeah. Um, and it does rank locally as well as worldwide, which is cool. So you can kind of see like where locally you stand, which yeah. is kind of nice. Uh, to be even in the top 10, you have to have like a trophy level of somewhere around five to six thousand. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because it takes a while. I'm at 500, and yeah. I've been playing for a few days, and uh, I've invested three dollars of my Google Play credits into it just because there was a really good deal on getting some extra duplicate. You know, double. You, it was what you you buy one get one free. Coin kind of, doubler, yeah. Coin doubler and jewel doubler. So yeah. I I pumped three dollars into it because I was like, I'm having fun. Like if I'm having fun, I don't mind spending a little bit of extra money. Yeah, that's so, fine. Um, but no, I mean it, the. The game super simple, looks cool. I really like the art style. It you know it, it's uh, the music's super annoying, so I just turn that off. I listen to podcasts while I'm playing. People it. aren't spamming uh, emotes anymore, are they? No, I I actually ha- I have in I don't I, I could probably tell you how many battles I fought right now. I don't know off the top of my head, but out of all the battles I've fought, maybe two people have used the emotes. There was like a really interesting I want, time. What I really want is a fuck you emote, and there isn't one. There's yeah. no emote that says to the other person that you're a piece of shit, and I no, want one. No, because, <laughs> because the, the one that, that is, like the, the people use the emote sarcastically. They'll say good job when they're like screwing yeah, you, basically. They do that in uh, Hearthstone a lot, so I noticed. The, there was like a big thing with Clash Royale where they were like, people were like, the emotes are terrible, and we don't want to see them, and we want to be able to yeah. disable them. And they were like, "We're not going to do that." And then I think users maybe started not playing the game as much, or something like that. And they're like, "Okay, I guess we're going to roll back on that." So I think you can mute emotes now. You probably can. I, again, I've only like had that. like two people use them, and they were used legitimately. Like it yeah. was, it was a very tight game, and I destroyed this dude, and he said, "Nice job," you know. Yeah. So well, that's good. But it was it was one of those it wasn't like, a nice job. Yeah, I don't oh, really wait, know. No, it, it could have been sarcastic a, either. <laughs> nice job. It could have been like that, but it wasn't. As far as I this can game tell, game is not what I'm anticipating it to be. No, it's. I mean, it's it's surprisingly fun for what it is, especially considering it's just some free, stupid, massively multiplayer online tower defense game. <laughs> Brian's birthing monsters from prey out yeah. of his mouth. But. Yeah. <laughs> 
But no, I mean, uh, you know, props to Eric for being like, "Hey, give this a shot," because yeah. I'm I'm having a little bit of fun with it, and uh, you know, it's it's not terrible. I guess is what I'm, what I'm getting at. So I'm not telling anybody <laughs> to try it because if you're the type that has the- another Midwest Game Nerds pull quote for the app page, it's not terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm not condoning That's a glowing people endorsement getting, right there. getting addicted to <laughs> it's games. Not it's, it, is, it is clearly the type of game where people can get addicted to it. It's, I mean, it's, it's if you're it's just like, looking for something that's not terrible. Yeah, and it's a good game to pick. It's up. it's a great toilet game for sure. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's that should be your segment, John's toilet games. John's John's uh, sh- shitting something. I, I'll come up with some stupid. Those would be title great for blurbs it. for a box. But it's it's no, it's it's fun. I'm not going to be like everyone needs this game because yeah. not everybody, nobody really needs the game. But yeah. it it has an extremely huge following. It has become a competitive game in yeah. esports, which blows my mind that a mobile game actually has like recognition in that. Well, Hearthstone is mobile. It, Hearthstone is a way more in-depth but it's game. made by like, like Activision Blizzard, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, which, I'm going to stick to that game. Props, uh, this, props to I'm Supercell. So I'll, I'll give them props for what they've done because yeah. they've created a game that is <clears throat> extremely accessible to literally any. I think anyone can pick it up and play it. Yeah, a toddler. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, if you guys want, like, we can start the Midwest Game Nerds clan. I don't have a clan, so I'm literally rolling solo. Uh, but it's, you know, Sorry, if you wanted to. Sorry, but I'm to, not going to join you. No, that's fine. I don't expect anybody to join me, <laughs> to be honest with you. But it's, uh, no, again, it's not terrible. So that's I've Clash Royale. Ta-da. Not terrible. <laughs> good for toilets. And I haven't played anything else. Oh, I've played... I played Prey and I played uh, Puyo Puyo, but I haven't played anything other than that. I've tried. Like, I, I literally, Friday night maybe, sat upstairs in the game room and turned on the Xbox, flicked through every game I had, went <laughs> I to the store that. and looked through the games that like are on sale or available that yeah. I figured I might be able to afford right now. Turned it off, went on PlayStation, did the exact same <laughs> thing, cycled through, looked on to see who was online in case somebody was playing something that I could play with. Some I think someone was playing Rocket League, but I was like, I don't want to play Rocket League right now. Yeah, and just went. I, I mean, I've been in this horrible bout of game ADD, and Tetris kind of cured that for a minute because I hit Tetris hard yeah. when it came out. So, but we really, you, we really should have gotten together to play some Mario Kart, all three of us. But yeah, we failed on that smart. one. Go I get did. It right, go get it right now. Let's it play it live. No, we got too much. It, that to would go. be great podcast content. Is just us swearing at the microphones. As yeah, like, I do swear what a we're playing. lot when I'm playing yeah. but, any game, pretty much. Yeah. But anyways, let's move on to some news stuff. Speaking of the Nintendo Switch, they have released the DLC and add-ons for Zelda's first Breath of the Wild DLC. They've announced what it will be. Announced. They haven't released it. Yet. Not released, but announced. There was also a title update, by the way. You can now switch what language you hear the game in. Yes. I saw that. So you can you can play it with the Japanese voice acting and English subtitles. Because apparently people don't like the English voice acting. Yeah, some people think it's bad. That's, there's I, always I, the that only, person out there. Yeah, the only voice actor I didn't really care for was uh, was was Zelda's. I didn't really like her voice acting necessarily, but everyone else in the like I thought the cartoon cutscenes like well they weren't I even they, car- were they were in game graphic cutscenes the cutscenes where you're with the uh, the champions like are the shit they're yeah. awesome and the voice acting was fantastic yeah it was like watching a really sick cartoon mm-hmm. so I had no issues with that but anyways uh, they announced the first batch of DLC that's coming out for Zelda Breath of the Wild 
The coolest edition is where you can track the last 200 hours of your playing like yeah. on the mini-map or on the Yeah, map. that's crazy. That's kind of ridiculous. And I feel like mine would just look like these circles, like a bunch of circles <laughs> where I've been like, you know, like hunting materials and monsters in certain areas. That'll be cool to load up I, and I, look at. I'm, your Zelda I, crop circles. <laughs> I feel a little conflicted about like that whole DLC model, though. I feel like that's all stuff that some companies would just add in for free this, I think this stuff is all free. And then the actual I, DLC... No, it's part of the, the expansion pass. It's the $20 expansion pass. Oh, I, see, it's I thought this, they were actually adding additional story and stuff to no. this as well. That, well, they are, but that's, that's there's, the two, there's two segments. There's two installments. Yeah. So all the stuff that you're going to say is the first installment mm-hmm. that will come sometime in the summer. And then I assume there's going to be a second installment with an actual... I think they said there was going to be dungeon and story in later, probably by right. fall-ish, leading up to Mario, I assume, is when that'll come out. Um so yeah, all the stuff that you and so they're include. They, there's a bunch of new masks and stuff you can get. Majora's mask you can get. I mean, full outfits, not just masks. Yeah, you can get a Tingle outfit that looks really goofy because it should because it's Tingle. Um, there's a Korok seed mask that allows you to it jingles or vibrates whenever you're near a Korok seed that Ooh, you haven't gotten yet. That would yet. be super helpful. So that's that's stuff that you can find, and they're all hidden in chests somewhere in the world that you have to go and find essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a few other things as well. Yeah. Uh, they're adding a navigation item called the travel medallion, which is a, you need to find it in a chest again, like everything else that they're adding to the yeah. game. Uh, but you can basically set any point as a fast travel point on the map, which is kind of cool. Only and one handy at a time. If, it, if there's a, a place you need to go all the time repeatedly that you travel away from. Uh, they're going to add a horde mode called the Trial of the Sword. That's right. Which seems really cool, actually. I think seems really cool. And it says uh, when you complete it, it unlocks the true power of the Master Sword. I don't know what that means. So, And they, they updated their, their website. So the Master Sword will always be glowing in its powered up state Okay. When when you're using it. So does that mean it doesn't break at that point? I don't know if it means it doesn't break, but it means it will be at 60 attack power instead of 30. Right. Okay. So... No, that's cool. But yeah, the way that works is you go through waves of enemies, starting with zero weapons. You have no weapons at the beginning of this, and you work through 45 waves of enemies in order to complete the challenge, the Trial of the Sword, to unlock the true power of the Master Sword, which is cool. They're also adding hard mode, um, which basically levels up all enemies by one level, which, I mean, the game's already hard enough as it is. I can't even imagine playing a hard mode. Well, they also regain health. Yeah, they they slowly regain health. That. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so. And uh, there's also going to be enemies in treasure chest in the sky. Yeah, apparently. Um, and so yeah, Majora's mask, Midna's helmet, Phantom armor, and Tingle's outfit. They haven't said what yeah. any of those do. Phantom yet. armor looks sweet though. It does look really cool. But yeah, it's it's all part of the expansion pass. Uh, which is twenty dollars. Which, if you think about it, like getting this extra content. I mean, the ga- in my honest opinion, this game's worth a ridiculous amount of money because it's yeah. so good. So for twenty dollars to add on this and then also have more story coming down the line, that is totally acceptable. Typically, my guess, Brian, is that the twenty dollars that you spend is mostly going to be on that story. Like you will probably get twenty dollars worth of story yeah. out of the DLC that they're going to put out. I mean, but I we don't can feel like they that. only. I, I 
anything I, no, more. But, but I agree with Brian that these what they are releasing for this first yeah. DLC seems like something they would just in patch any in. in any other game they would just patch it in to make you happy as a player. Which again, I don't think they need to. Make no, me happy. because Zelda is a huge game as it is. It's made me happy as a well player. worth sixty dollars. Yeah, so. just keep in mind in terms just seems of odd in terms of um main console release, not 3DS stuff. This is like their third foray in making DLC for right. a game because there were characters and stages for Smash and there were characters and stages for Mario Kart. And now this is like number three, essentially, I think. Or it, it, they're just, they're not super well versed at doing that yet. So we'll see. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on with some more Nintendo Switch news, I found this really interesting that Nintendo actually shipped consoles by airplane to meet demand as yeah. fast as possible. Yeah, they because normally... the demand for the Switch. I, okay, I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there. I go to Meyer like twice a week for p- picking up food and like other random crap that I need. There's never been a Switch in stock. Like any time yeah, I've I been there, and I go at random times too. Like I haven't seen any Switches in the in in, in stock. Peripherals, anyway. uh, games. Plenty. They're there, yeah. But when I was at Best Buy once, the guy did actually tell me they were coming in the next day. Yeah, but I forgot to tell anybody about it. <laughs> that seems <laughs> to be kind have of one, what so. they're doing a lot. There's a lot of people like you can now call to GameStop and they'll be like, "Yeah, we're gonna have some next week or something like that." So rather than being like, "We don't know when we're ever getting them in," yeah, they oh. seem to at least be aware of when they will be getting a bigger shipment of of them in. Somewhat related to the Switch topic here, I would like to say that Nintendo's customer service is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you should tell your story. Yeah, so I got a $50 e-card um, for money on the eShop, you know? and you were going to buy Mario Kart. Yeah, right? I was going to buy it digitally, and I already had some money on there, so yeah. I just needed a bit more. Um. I took it home. I also bought one for PlayStation because I wanted to pick up my Destiny 2 pre-order as well. Yeah, sad, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, I scratched that one off, no problem, like dozens of them that I've done before. Yep. I scratched the Nintendo one off, and it's just like this shitty, flimsy cardboard, and yeah. it just tore the numbers right off of it. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. It was really late at night. I was kind of mad about it, and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep and figure this out tomorrow. But, um, well, yeah, Alex told me about how, like, you pointed that article out. Yeah, this has been an issue that people have run into in the past. so I called their number, and I got through to a person immediately. Yeah. Like, I did not, I was not on hold for even a second. And this was, like, 5 o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. Um, And... I just told them like what happened, what I could f- see on the card still. Like they ask for a few different numbers or whatever. And then they check your account or your account to make sure you haven't redeemed it. Yeah. And then within like, I want to say five to eight hours, they credited my account with all yeah. the money. That's cool. Awesome. That's, I mean, yeah. And I guess like it, that system has to be pretty rigid because number one, they have to activate those cards at the register, yeah. essentially, when they get purchased. And if you were to like go and write down all of those numbers and then somebody like try to re- redeem one that somebody else bought, like the other person probably redeems it 
and then they know uh-huh. that as long as somebody hasn't redeemed it and you have the card in your hand, then essentially they can give it to you. So that's that's cool. Yeah, and you you had the credit there within a couple hours. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, somewhere like five or eight or so. So that's somewhere around there. Kudos to Nintendo. Kudos. Yeah. Like those, like old, those chocolate bars, those, yeah. those granola bar things <laughs> that were clearly a Snickers knockoff. Yeah, those were good. I loved 90s. Kudos bars. They were awful. <laughs> Give me Chewy bars, damn it! <laughs> Kudos were knockoff Chewies coated in chocolate. Exactly. Midwest right. snack nerds. It wasn't coming. even good chocolate. It was shit chocolate. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving along. Code Vein. They've released a trailer for Code Vein, which is the anime Bandai Namco anime style vampire Dark Souls game. I think you're the only one who watched it. I apologize. It looks so cool. <laughs> it looks awesome. It lo- it has a it sounds cool. Slightly more futuristic look, uh, looking sort of Bloodborne appeal like aesthetic to it. All right, yeah. Um, and you get companions like NPC companions that fight alongside you, and it seems like really like faster paced combat to me uh, in watching some of the gameplay trailer. But it looks really cool, and I'm really excited for this game, and I think it's going to be sweet. Um, it's got I, a very cool art style. Yeah, the art style is sweet. It's, the whole, everything about it is, just interests the shit out of me. I mean, one of the NPCs does this transformation where, like, he, he like, grows uh, this, you know, his, his, he gets a mask over his face and the fangs show up. Like, he's turning into some robotic vampire thing. I don't know. Uh. It just, it's so anime. It is so Japanese anime, but it is, it's sweet. It looks cool. Like, I'm, I'm really pumped for it. So, keep an eye out for Code Vein. Um, you know, are you watching the trailer right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm just kind of watching. <laughs> When's that supposed to come out? Uh, when did they say it was coming out? Let me look towards the end of this trailer here. I don't think there actually is an announcement. Coming in 2018. Yeah, 2018. So, uh, so. we've got some time. we got a ways. Um, Probably more like 2019. That's then. fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's Bandai Namco. They're part of Dark Souls. Uh, if they want to take their time and make sure this game rules, I'm okay with that. If any game company, yeah, wants I mean, to take I still have time, to go back and finish those games anyways, and yeah. Neo. So, so I don't really need I'm another not, game. I'm not like going to complain if a, if a company wants to make their stuff the best, you know. Yeah. So, uh, Steam users are concerned about Valve's new gift policy, according to this Kotaku article I found. Yeah, I read about that. Um, the main change is that when you gift games to people, you do the you do it to um, their email address, or no, instead of gifting it to their email address or inventory, the exchange is direct. So um, you like it's like you send it to them like instantly through Steam, and if they reject it, it doesn't go back into your inventory. You just get money back for it. Yeah. So you don't end up with a bunch of extra keys that you can then go to sell on that G two A site or whatever. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, which I think they're just trying to combat the uh, that issue that G2A was having with with uh, keys being stolen or you know bad keys being sold or whatever the whole yeah. the the reason was. why people are mad about it though is they like to stockpile games when they're on sale to give as gifts later on yeah which is well it's yeah, understandable or to sell to people at like a discounted price or if you're while it's not i mean if sale. you're a twitch streamer and you're stockpiling games to give out to your viewers like there's you know, no way to you do that you can't now. do that now you go to humble bundle because <laughs> i have a bunch of codes that yeah. i haven't redeemed for, uh, for humble a bunch, bundle a bunch games. of random games <clears throat> yeah yeah, Shit, so. I, f- I forgot that I got that game developer thing. Never when, even checked it out. <laughs> when when we do our live stream, and you're like, "What are these weird T 
PC keys that they're rec- giving out as prizes. It's all of the stuff that I don't want that's on my Humble Bundle yeah, there, yeah. There's also some concern over people who, um, in countries where the the games are ridiculously expensive through Steam. Like, I think even the guys in Replay talk about how, like, games in Australia are pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, and, and they, they actually, censor the crap they, out of them. Yeah. They have a... Part of part of their rating system for rating games is, is based on three criteria: is it cheap, does it look pretty, and is it good? Those are the three <laughs> things, and you get to pick two. Getting and if, right if it falls it. into two of those, then it's worth playing to them. Huh. So, um, but yeah, it, it's you know because because a lot of people will go on Steam and they'll want to buy a game. They'll message a user in a different region to gift them the game. Uh, at a and then and PayPal, PayPal them the, the money. money. Yeah. yeah, so I can see that being an issue too. Well, that you could still do that you technically, can. but yeah, but. interesting. So yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I haven't experienced enough of dealing with that issue. I don't I'm not really gifting know. a ton of games. I've gifted maybe three or four Steam games in my time of having a Steam account. So I don't really know why people would be too butthurt over that, but I'm it's sure the there's, internet. There's always something yeah. to be butthurt. I've, about. I've definitely gifted. Quite a few games, but I always do them immediately. Yeah. So this doesn't really concern me. Yeah. Plus, who's going to reject a free game? <laughs> like, right. Okay. Wouldn't you just take it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> but, so. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I mean, if they already own it, but you can see that on Steam. Yeah. I have a, I have two more news things, but if you want to throw any of yours in, Alex, at any point. Uh, there's a few things. Uh, there was a momentous Mario 64, Super Mario 64 uh, speed run. It's the first sub 100 minute full 120 star speed run. This guy named Cheese 5 beat the game in one hour and 39 minutes and 57 seconds. So he was three seconds away from hitting the 100 minute mark. But that's nuts. Yeah, it's uh, apparently like every once in a while you come up with these things that people are like, this doesn't seem possible <laughs> or we need to come up with more ways to chip time off of this game to get below this right. point. So that was, it was pretty good. Apparently I think the stream is out there. So if people want to watch it, they can check it out. Uh, you guys know the game smite. Yep. It's yeah. a MOBA. Yeah. It's the Xbox MOBA. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to be able to purchase a, uh, Bob Ross skin for one of the what? characters. What? <laughs> Uh, so I had, I had no interest even... in playing Smite until now. So, <laughs> so uh, well, Bob Ross was like well, a they, drill sergeant or something like that. Yeah. in Vietnam, right. and he and he decided he never wanted to yell again, and that's why he had right. this persona of being the soft spoken painter. Fun. So now he's just going to be this super soft spoken badass. Well, the big the big thing was that uh, they did they were airing all of Bob Ross on Twitch. And now they've yeah. started Bob Ross Monday, so you can go on Monday and watch some <laughs> Bob Ross. And apparently the Smite guys have taken to it. I and think it's so on Netflix, too. They're putting out a $10 pack that allows you... It, it's a skin for Sylvanus or Sylvanus. And basically, uh, it's Bob Ross riding atop that character's treant. And then, basically, <laughs> it, he paints a landscape during the match. Like, it actually has... Bob Ross looking effects with happy little trees That's and clouds awesome. and stuff like That's that. That's so ridiculous. So uh, I just thought that that was really funny and really awesome. And uh, I hope more people do weird stuff like that <laughs> with their games. Um, Nintendo announced a new handheld console. It's the 2DS XL. Uh, the I thought original, that already existed. No. There, there was a 2DS. This isn't the double XL. The, the 2DS, the 2DS itself, it lacked 3D. So obviously. there's a 3DS XL. Yes. There's okay. So there's a 3DS, <laughs> 3DS XL. Okay. A new 3DS, 
a new 3DS XL, a 2DS, and then they just announced the new 2DS XL. Right. And so the difference with this 2DS XL is that it's it, new. It is a clamshell design. The 2DS was a flat design. It was like yeah. it was like a big, it was ass, a big brick. Like, yeah. brick tablet thing. Uh, so this is clamshell design. Uh, it doesn't have 3D, obviously. Big screens. Uh, same. It looked like the same setup overall. It's pretty similar form factor. It's got a bigger screen. It's not. Uh, it's a slightly less resolution screen because it's only 400 by whatever, whereas the 3ds is 800 because it needs all the pixels the 3D, for both 400 right. pixels per eye. Um, but it's 150 bucks, and it comes out July 28th alongside Metopia and Hey Pikmin on See, 3DS. And that, like the price point makes me want one. There, the yeah, thing there, is, there are a there, ton of games on 3DS that have come out. It's in a huge the last library. Couple of years yeah. that I'm just like, why the hell don't I have a 3DS? Like, yeah. So no, it, it just they. I think the the big consensus is that they're just trying to build more of a price difference between the DS line and the Switch. Right. And so that makes sense, getting it down to one fifty. Yeah. Either way, I mean, they're putting their consoles in the hands of kids everywhere. It's a it's a it's a great price point. Yeah. So, plus um, the three D thing never really did anything for me. I like I'd seen it, like I'd seen yours, and I'd seen Ricky's too, and I was just like, it's a know. lot better on the new models. Yeah. Because I just, it's just not. I just never cared for it. It's not that big of a deal to me, especially on like a handheld, like. In VR, of course, it makes perfect sense. Well, and a lot of the games don't even necessarily use it anymore, so they've kind of given yeah. up on it. But it it was fun in, in some cases. Do they have a virtual console type thing? For there that? is a virtual console. They put uh, Super Nintendo and Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color. <laughs> yeah, and now GB I kind of want one. There's a lot of Game Boy Advance games that are worth buying on a virtual console. Totally. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff. Including but not limited to Mario Golf. One hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> buy in for that is that's a steal. It's a it's a great price. Yeah. So, uh, Darksiders three got announced for twenty eighteen. Uh, did you either? You guys I, play I watched, the previous game? I, I've played the first one and it's okay. I didn't get that far into it because I wasn't that like it didn't bite me yeah. as much as I thought I, it would. Um, but I watched the, the gameplay trailer for Darksiders three and it seems interesting. The whip sound is super annoying. <laughs> Uh, I think they need to tone that down or randomize it a little more because it just it sounds like a really bad Very snare drum hit on a triggered some, snare drum on yeah on like a really bad MIDI hip hop beat. <laughs> so if they yeah the clapping sound from like the 1970s hip hop scene. I've been watching the Get Down on Netflix, so it's, it's fresh in my mind That's right good. now. So yeah, some Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> If they just put white lines in that game, I'll be okay with it. They can just have that going in the background. I remember this game being lauded because it felt like a uh, like an HD Zelda at the time, yeah. and that's like that was something that Nintendo wasn't making. I mean, back it's a cool then. premise because you're one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, yeah. and like you basically get sent to Earth to like wreak havoc and like. I I don't remember the full premise, but it was just it's cool. It had a really awesome art style, like gorgeous looking creatures. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, even, I think when I, when I got it, it was on, I have it on PC and I have Darksiders 2 on PC I as well. I think I might own one or two of I those I have both games. of them, but I'm I've only sure played I the first on one. PC, like it was part of some hum, hum, ugh, humble bum. Hum, humble But, uh, it's the, mine came with a, like a digital like art book or something like that. And I just remember looking through it and being like, holy shit, like this is some of the coolest video game art I've ever seen. Yeah. It's a very, it's got a very unique look to it. It's, so. it was it based on a comic or something. Cause I, or 
if it feels very image image comics. To I don't me. think it was based on anything. But. I don't know. It just yeah, it's it looks cool. The the third one again, I it looks beautiful. Yeah. From the gameplay trailer that I saw. But the Brian's having Brian, trouble. Brian, you can move these microphones and it doesn't make that oh, much yeah. noise. Anyway. Um, but yeah, the the whip sound was just I, I I watched I think the trailer is maybe eight minutes long of yeah. gameplay and I got two or three minutes into it and I'm just like <laughs> I can't listen to that damn snare drum hit anymore. That's funny. Well, it's it's early. There's 2018 plenty, is a long time away. Plenty so. of snare in my headphones. Really, they just need like a Bob Ross sample. Yeah, for every hit of like when he when he's doing beat the devil beat 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 beat, beat the devil out of it. Yeah, basically when he's like just smacking yeah. the brush against yep. the side of the easel. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Thumper is coming to Nintendo Switch. Which not, is, that's, not about a rabbit, right? We already discussed. Not this. about a rabbit. No, okay. it's the beetle on the roller coaster. Yes, yeah, so it is a beetle on what's rhythm Alex violence. Ross? Is Alex Ross the artist? Who's the artist? I don't know. The dude who did the tool cover for oh. Lateralis and Ten Thousand hmm. Days. I'll tell you. It's in a basically second. like a game of it's a that live guys. tool cover. Yeah, it's basically a live tool cover with like pulse pounding techno hits. Uh, I'd rather it be tool, but hey, if they. They could put ticks and leeches. Alex in there. Gray. Alex Gray. I knew it was Alex something. Alex Ross is the comic guy. That's what I. Yeah. But, no, but that's anyways, cool. It's a it, that game. It's out the, on PSVR already. Yeah, you and have I it. Fully recommend it for VR rather like rather than this. But it do, the game is broken down like each. There's like seven or nine levels. I can't even remember anymore. But even the levels have little subsections to them, and those subsections are bite sized enough that I think that will work well on the Switch. And uh, supposedly it's going to be 60 frames, both handheld and TV. So it should run smoothly. Cool. And it's a gorgeous looking game. So I the think music's that's, cool. Uh, yeah, the music's cool. really cool. So, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully people enjoy it on the Switch. Yeah. And then I also, this is my last news bit, and then Alex. I've got a couple more. Uh, the first two episodes of the Long Dark Story Mode are going to premiere on August 1st. So it's, they're, they're calling it Season 1 Winter Mute. Um, it's going to be out. Uh, it, it's coming out of early access on Steam, Xbox One, and PS4. They're going to have it on PS4, which is cool. Hmm. I already own it in early access on Xbox. I'm yeah, you really, talked. You talked about this in our this, early access yes. special. This, yes, right? I have it on I, PC. And this game is really cool, but not having any direction makes it very difficult to play for long times because you don't really know what to do or where to go. And I mean, the idea of survival is cool. But it's not enough to really keep me going with yeah. the game. So having some form of purpose, I think, is really going to make this game fun to play all over again. So I'm excited to see what the, this uh, season one is going to be all about. Cool. So, um, New PlayStation Plus games out as of this past week. Tales from the Borderlands uh, and Abzu. Tales from the Borderlands is a Borderlands game uh, made by Telltale. I've heard it's good, even for those who don't like Borderlands, which Chris is Hardwick's why I it. bought it a while ago. Yeah, cool. Chris Hardwick, I think I think he's the main character. I don't remember. How does this guy have time to do stuff? Like this, that? Dude, know. he did he's... this years ago. Before, like, it was before he was, well, probably while he was doing Talking Dead. I think Dead. he was doing Talking Dead, but it's before he had The Wall, which was which is his new game show. I don't know. And Talking with Chris Hardwick yeah. and all of these million other shows and things that he yeah. does. So. Those are free. Uh, there's some Xbox Live Gold games, but they come out on random days of the month because I don't know why Microsoft doesn't do There's a bunch of Star it, Wars right? related ones I remember, but I don't remember which. Um, Forge Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah, that for, was for 360. For, Forge Unleashed. Forge Unleashed. I said Force. <laughs> Fortune Leech. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Those are out there. Look them up. I think Battlefront was on sale too. Yeah, there was a May the Fourth oh, sale. Yeah. The Ultimate Edition was twenty dollars. I think that's over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Resident Evil 7 free DLC has been delayed. I think it was due out this spring, but there was a quote from the creator that was like, this game sold so well that we would feel bad putting out what we currently have as the <laughs> DLC. That, good on them. No, and, and that's, it, yeah, like it's a very often, that's very, that's humble. very not EA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So EA is like, like, here's a new gun skin, give me $20. <laughs> they, or, they, he was basically just like, this is not, we, we want to make something better. Here's a DLC for a remaster that's $5 more than it was yep. when the game actually came <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly. Assholes. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's not so. EA, though. That's Activision. So cool. Uh, good on you, Capcom. I'm still excited to check it out. Uh, I think yeah, it's supposed to be cool. in 3D or in VR still. I, like, I think it's VR. So Good. Excited to see that. Well, I think, then, I think that was a big selling point <clears throat> for not only for the game itself, but for VR. I think a lot of... Following the, the the PSVR subreddit, I mean, a lot of people bought VR because For of Resident the, yeah, Evil. So yeah. I was tempted. Yeah, I'll sell you mine. There's kind of and that's, an that's another really news bad. hit. There's been a little bit of a soft price drop. It's down to four hundred with the cam- camera now, or you can find it for three fifty without. So it sounds like heading into E three, we might get a price drop. Yeah, I'm just waiting for like a version 2.0, really. Yeah, that and that could come. I feel like that'll be next year. I'll sell you mine with all the games that I have hard copies for for four hundred dollars. I don't know. We'll think. I'll think about it. (laughs) Anyway, my final story here: Polygon Ben Kuchera, formerly of Kotaku, I think, also known as the Cooch to some people. Wrote for Polygon a a piece, an opinion piece called Microsoft Give Consumers the FPS Counter on the Front of the Xbox Scorpio 2. So there's a, Microsoft put out an image of this, uh, of the XDK of the Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And it's got a little, it shows you the frame rate of what you're playing right on front of it. And he wrote this really dumb piece saying that this should be on the actual thing. Yeah, I don't think so. That's really dumb. <laughs> like, not only do they have to a make sure that they always hit sixty, then. But who's who's really gonna care? But like, who really who, wants to who see really that? Who really cares? Like, like I, unless you're a developer, it doesn't matter. Well, I guess it was a slow news day, and he just needs. Because here's, gonna, here's the first know, the like, first line. <clears throat> Listen, no one is gonna buy what's going what's promised to be the most powerful gaming console ever created to not know the frame rate of each game in real time. No, he's wrong. <laughs> he's completely wrong. I'd rather not know. Nobody cares. I, no one cares. To me, that's just distracting and, and Plus, it just looks really... Like, I mean... It's kind of tacky looking. Yeah. It absolutely. looks like a really bad VCR. It makes perfect sense for a developer kit to have it, because yeah. you do need that information. Yeah. Yeah. But, no. I don't know. that it, 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 The whole article just made me like recoil, because I was like, why... Why would anybody want that? So I would rather have like a thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, they they wouldn't dare put that on. Throw, there. throw a throw a thermometer and a play counter on there. Watch so your I, Xbox Red Ring in real time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. just a cardiogram for the Xbox. <laughs> oh no, it's flatlining. Reset. Anyway, that's all I had news-wise. Uh, there, there was a quick thing. They've now figured out how to play CD games on that Sony or Nintendo oh, yeah, PlayStation that. that came yeah, out. Somebody hacked it. They uh, so so I don't. They don't have any actual copies of 
demo games for it. Right. So people are writing games for it, but mm-hmm. it is now technically operational in, in its full capacity. So yeah. the only one in existence. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right on. So cool. Let's uh what game do we want to talk about first? The only one we all all three of us played is Poyo Poyo Tetris. No, so. we all tried Prey. Oh, did you try Prey? Yeah. Okay. Unless you're not counting yourself as trying it. No, let's talk about Prey. Right. We'll start there. So, Prey. Prey. It's also a, known as Half-Life. It's a reboot. <laughs> also of, known as System Shack. Prey is a reboot of a first-person shooter game that was, I think, much more inventive than this one in the past, right? It had to do with like teleportation and Native Americans and stuff. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. Yeah, it was a really weird game, and people really really excited for the sequel that they were working on for a long that time. That looked really cool to me. Yeah, and then it they still threw, looks cool. They to threw me. it all out, and then they made this game. Well, there must have been something really wrong with it. They they supposedly couldn't get it to work right. Like it, they yeah, couldn't I mean, figure out the fun of the game or something like that. Gotcha. But anyway. They made See, a different game. This they threw not it out. Fun. It's not fun. <laughs> they had a, a name that they paid for, and they wanted to use it. Yeah, basically yeah why Bethesda they bought a name. That's what it seems like. And they uh, chose a really generic font for the title. Good on them. Agency. That's the name of the font. If you care. The only game criticism based on font that has ever... I'm not basing you should my have criticism a whole podcast on the font. About that. The, the game is not very good. The story seems kind you of so. The demo. All right. I did, but the demo is like the beginning of the game. There's a demo called The Beginning Hour. It is somewhat different. I didn't play both of them, but I've heard that there are differences. Namely, that yes. the demo is more fun because you get a shotgun earlier. Yeah. See, I got the shotgun. I didn't <laughs> find it that fun. Because no matter what, I, I ran out of bullets, you know, out of shells. Like That's that, part of like those instantly. games. But the thing, okay. So it's a first person shooter, it's very system shock slash Bioshock where you're getting neuromods that allow you to learn skills. The skills let you hack or repair or shoot better or have more life. So that it's kind like of every single first person shooter that comes out. Well, at some point you get alien ones and those give you like different abilities. Yeah, so I haven't do. gotten any psi abilities yet. I'm only about two and a half hours into the game. I can only imagine like I would assume they would have put those in the demo. They didn't. They didn't? Okay. I, maybe I didn't get far enough. Yeah, the no, demo. the, the I, upgrade I, tree is very boring in the yeah. demo. <laughs> I mean, I played, if they are in the demo, they're, they're further on than, like, I didn't even but they're not in it. the they're not in the, neuro, like, from the start of my game, there's no alien stuff in the neuromods. Mm. Uh, like, I think it's a different tree. I, I believe at some point you can be one of those creatures that... A mimic? ...turns into a coffee cup, basically. Yeah. Which... Yeah, so, that would be cool. That would be sweet for like a multiplayer Here's game. the thing about this game, <laughs> yeah. is that there's a big gameplay loop about picking up trash, which you then recycle into things that allows you to create ammo, or health packs, or weapons, or things like mm-hmm. that. It doesn't give you all that right up front. You gotta, you gotta play through, you gotta find a recycler, you gotta find... like there, these, There's stationary machines in the worlds that allow you to recycle... And and create things, replicate things. Okay. And um, so that's kind of one of the main things here. And because of that, you are driven to want to look through trash cans and things like that. You want to scour like everything. Real life. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so so the genius of the game is that the the mimics in this game can look like a chair. Or they can look like a trash can. So you walk into a room, 
And if you're not careful, you'll just blaze right into it, and then a bunch <laughs> of things will jump out at you, and you'll die, which happened to me several times. And it's not very fun. Or what you can do is save scum, because that's what this game was designed for, seeing as how the first thing that comes up when you hit pause is quick save. You have to quick save before you enter a room. You walk into a room and die, but then you know where all the mimics are. You're like, <laughs> that one is a trash can. There's two trash cans right there. If I shoot it with a shotgun, then one of them is going to die. You can also be careful when you go in a room because they will like move a little bit. Mm. And what, you can unless see you, where they're at. Unless you catch or them. Or you can just shoot, like hit every single object right away, which is my method. Well, and that, that <laughs> sucks because then you're running out of ammo, obviously. Well, you can use the wrench or whatever. You can't shoot things with the wrench. You can hit them. You can hit them, but then you have to get close in which they will turn into the mimic anyway and then jump yeah. at you. So, like, literally the only way you can be successful at this game is to save scum, which yeah. sucks. Not only that. But then trying to melee these guys is impossible. That's Sucks really difficult. So much. So they give you a weapon called the glue gun that allows you to glue them in place. I feel like it, the amount of time that it keeps something frozen isn't enough. Though, it's like because I no. gotta like change to my wrench. Yeah. With the very shitty system Qu- they have quick for switches. That. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, actually get close enough to hit it. Yep. That's but, a problem. But, and that becomes a big problem when they start throwing like 12 of them at you in a room. Yeah, which that's is when I quit quickly. the demo is because I got I had like four of them attack me. Yeah. And, and I had weapons and stuff at that point, but they move so fucking fast. That's like, I, I think I gave up at that point for the day too, because I was like, I'm not, I don't want to do this. And that's when I figured out that I just need to save scum every room and kill them before they change out of the trash can that right. they are. Once you get the shotgun... I feel like the game, and you know that you can make ammo out of the trash that you find. I feel like the game gets better. I am somewhat intrigued by it now. I want to play more of it. The only thing holding me back is that I feel like this game was fully designed to be controlled by a mouse and keyboard, and it does not want to be played with a controller. Yeah, the controller's hey, actually really clunky to me. It's like it, very clunky. It's It's got like an input lag feel to it. Yeah. yeah, and I like upped the sensitivity to 100, and I still didn't feel any better about it. Yeah. It's... It's really weird. So I like I can really only recommend this game to people if you like save scumming and you have a PC you can play it on. That's really I, the only. I case. have heard good things about the PC one. Like the, performance wise, it runs very well from what I've That's read. That's good. But That's good. there's not too many options with uh, as far as graphics and stuff go. And maybe that'll I, get better. But I was when I played the demo, I was personally. I was let down by the graphics, actually. I expected it to look better based on the videos I watched. Like, when you get up close to things, like like a, a bookshelf, for instance, it's just one fucking texture. Yeah. There's, like, not actual books. Books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I a mean, lot of that you just can, seems kind of lazy. You can pick up a lot of items in the environment and yeah, stuff like it's that. Not it's not a, a terrible-looking I mean, game. There's it's a lot just, of interactability. So I expected that's, better. That's the thing. I thought the environments looked very plain and not... They, yeah, they are. Like, there's nothing to them, but the character models looked pretty impressive, I thought. So yeah. I, I had... I did they see have some, that weird look that the Dishonored characters yeah, had, some, which Some makes people sense. said it, it, it looks a little awkward or you know the character models look they just don't look quite right but i i thought like i mean the modeling itself looked really good to me 
So. I, I do. I am intrigued by the story. Like I would like to actually play it at some point and. And that's the thing. See so what's you going can on there. You the listeners can go and watch on Twitch or YouTube. I played the first like 40 50 minutes of the game on Twitch and was not very impressed with it. And uh Twitch TV slash Midwest Game Nerds. I yes. was yeah, I was all about getting this game and then I found out that there was a demo and I tried the demo and I, I was a bit put off. Yeah, like I was really excited for this when it got announced last it's year. It's like exactly the kind of game I usually love to play. Like but, I love System Shock and Bioshock and Dishonored. But it does feel ASX. very System Shock and Bioshock, like even down to like the resurgence of Art Deco. Yeah. So, like the, yeah. the, the whole, there's like the alternate history thing going on, so that yeah. plays into it. So like I, I'm definitely intrigued by the story, but it's not um the gameplay doesn't feel right for me. Like this is a game that I'm gonna wait for it to be eight dollars on Steam and pick it up and play it when yeah. I have time. I'm gonna buy it on Steam and then never play it. This is that game. Yeah. I I would like to buy it on Steam and actually play it, but not So right you're gonna away. buy it on Steam and then not play it, is what you're saying. <laughs> What? That's you're gonna get it when it's on sale. Yeah, and then you'll probably never actually play it. Right. No, I've bought games on sale. You're gonna play two play hours them. of it and then you're gonna set it down know, and man. never come back I, to it. I, I, I don't know. Like, it depends on how much I enjoy it. I own like ninety Steam games and I've played like four. <laughs> I of bought them. The Witcher two for five dollars and actually finished it. No, that's cool. I, it does happen occasionally. Occasionally, this yeah. isn't one of them. I can tell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whatever. Then I won't have wasted sixty dollars. No, that's fine. I'm not judging. I do it too. I'm just saying. It's, I, everyone just, does it before it. I played the demo. I was all about going out on Friday and buying it, but I just I couldn't get into it as much as I expected to. So yeah, I'm not. I wasn't. I'm really just gonna wait. It. Yeah. Plus, I have a lot of other stuff to. We play think still. you listeners should also maybe wait. Unless you're really into it, let us know. Send yeah. us feedback. Yeah, I'm. I, this feels like a game that Tom might pick up. It maybe and if he I don't does, think Tom has any like current gen anything to play it on. No, so. he played. Oh, well, I guess he played Metal Gear, but I don't know if it was PS3 or PS4. Oh, that and he Tom. played Destiny. I was thinking of yeah, yeah not PS4, not, not that Tom, the Tom that listens to our show. Although he would like show. that too. But yeah. So anyway, if you liked Prey, let us know why. I rented it. It was. Let us know if you fell prey to its charms. <laughs> oh. I almost regretted the seven dollars and eighty cents I spent on it, but I don't anymore. I like I like I like it enough. So we'll, we'll see. Why don't you guys next? talk about Mario Kart? Yeah. So Brian, I've talked a little bit about Mario Kart Eight on the show before because I've played it on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Is this isn't this your first Mario Kart? It's not the first Mario Kart I've played. Okay. It's the first one I've owned. Okay. I played the original Mario Kart on SNES quite a bit, and I also played Mario 64 a lot, Okay, but I never owned either of them, because this is my first Nintendo system that I've actually owned. This this was maybe the first Mario Kart that I... No, I played a little bit of Double Dash, but other than that, I'd played I played Mario that Kart a little bit, that. too. Also, in medieval times, Brian had a mule named Mario that ran his cart <laughs> to and from the farm. Yes. <laughs> It's my cocaine mule, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lots anyways. of cocaine in this episode. Well, I, I had know. to bring it back to that for some reason. That's good. Um, the Midwest to me, game nerds don't condone the use of cocaine. Be, really no, absolutely yeah. not. No. To me, it seems like like a really good Mario Kart. Yeah. I mean, it has so many tracks. 
It has battle mode. It has online functionality that works pretty well. I tried it out a bit. Um, the the slow-mo replays that people keep posting online are so funny. Yeah, and that was a big thing when it came out on Wii U, too. But the, the Luigi stare was definitely a thing. Because, oh, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Lu- Louis, whenever whenever Luigi uh, is is part of one of those slow mos, he's got this look on his face like it's just lu- deadpan. Like <laughs> yeah. it's really good, mm. and like people like he'll see like a turtle shell go flying past him, and he'll just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's awesome. Um, I I played local uh, local multiplayer. Yeah, local multiplayer quite a bit too. That was fun. How many people? Four. Okay. We just two Joy-Cons? on one. Uh, um, it was a mix. Okay. Actually, two Pro Controllers and, and two, two Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons. Okay. But yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah. I've done some... I haven't done any online. I know that the online is supposedly pretty good. Apparently, people are getting really good at the game now. Yeah, they're too. Re- way too good. Yeah. I was like shocked. Either that or... Like, I haven't finished all the cups yet, so you I... You don't have the parts. Don't have, yeah, all yeah. the best shit. That must be it because they're just like gone. People, yeah, people are. <laughs> and I never good. catch up to them. Um, but uh, I did do some local stuff. The thing that 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 so I uh, I went to lunch with a friend and it was basically like a, we we were gonna go get some Thai food. So we sat down and got some Thai food, but I pulled out the Switch and then I pulled out the Joy Cons and we played Mario Kart while pulled we were out your waiting. Switch and you put it yeah. on the table. Yeah, somebody at work did that the we, other day on their lunch. We were playing Mario Kart while we were waiting for our food to get there, yeah. and, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Like it was, mm-hmm. it's mind blowing. The only the only thing about it is that playing that this particular game where you're always holding down the A button on those tiny controllers that sucks. It kind of sucks. But the nice thing is that the game has auto accelerate in it, so you can turn it on if you what? want and then you never have to press the a button yeah. that is a problem i'm having where the hell are the options you have to how press... do you get to the options so so when you are selecting your parts when you hit plus or minus there's three little boxes you can and you have to hit like x y or b or like x y or l and r like one of the t- it's it, or no maybe it's l and r and x but anyway the first one is auto steer which is always yeah, on. i want to turn that off you can you can if you well while you are selecting your car parts after you've selected your character you hit like the plus or minus button and then you can it pops up a box that shows you the handling and the yeah, speed yeah, yeah, and that yeah, stuff yeah. so there's three little boxes below those meters uh, one of them the first one is the is the auto steer the second one is motion controls and then the third one is the auto accelerate okay auto accelerate is not automatically on but the, and and motion controls are not automatically on, but the auto steer always is. See, auto accelerate makes sense to me. Auto steer doesn't. I think it's it just keeps a handicap you from falling off the maps, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, but it also the interesting thing is, also, is that if, yeah. if you because the you know when you uh, hop and you drift, you can get a speed boost if you wait long enough. Right. And normally in the original game too, there were two levels of speed boost so you could wait even longer to get a second speed boost if you have the auto steer turned off it can go to an even third level of speed boost mm-hmm. but obviously you're a you're, it's a lot easier for you to slide off of the stage or boost off of the stage depending on right the stage and how good you are at the game my biggest problem with the auto steer being on is some of the tracks have multiple paths yeah and if you try like 
to, to last take a, minute, but not so last minute that you couldn't go that path t- to try to go. It'll steer you it the other way. You. It sticks you to it. it, it so bummer. it screws yeah, me over a lot. Of an override. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it kicks in too early is yeah. the problem. But I mean, like on classic maps like Rainbow Road, um, I think that's what it's called, like yeah. from the 64. Yep. Uh, it's very helpful because you're not falling off the map constantly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because the way it's depicted in the game is that they they have antenna like RC cars that it'll glow yellow when it's auto steering for you. Interesting. And and it just it lo- it looks funny. It's like a kid's RC car. Yeah. I never noticed but, that. Um no, it's it's great. The DLC tracks are awesome. There's a yeah, there's, so there's many. a Zelda track that like takes you through Hyrule Castle. I like that Wario like, Mountain one a lot. I don't know if that's an actual track. Is that the snowy one? Yeah, that, yeah, that one is ridiculous. Yeah, which is it's yeah, it's really cool because it doesn't have laps. It's yeah. just like a course down a mountain. Yeah, I I like that's what I liked about the, a few of the sparrow racing, like sparrow racing in uh, Destiny it was just like point to point. Yeah, yeah, it's point to point, and then you warp back to the beginning like that. I like that. Like that. I don't know. It just seemed. No, yeah. So there's there's like a variety of different tracks. Uh, I've always liked that they remake the tracks, like you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, and you can always see what uh, what system they came from. Yeah. So you can there's tracks from Super Nintendo to DS to 3DS to GameCube to oh, wow. N64 to Wii. Like it had they have tracks from all of the systems on there, which is um, which is cool and. No, it's a great it's a great package for sixty dollars. It's a very complete Mario Kart game. You don't really like you unlock parts, mm-hmm. um, and if you beat all of the cups on two hundred CC, then you get to unlock Golden Mario. I don't know if there's any real gameplay implications off of it. Um, so you know, but do you feel like this is a a console seller? Like, do you think Mario Kart 8 is going to really push the sales of the Switch further? No, I think it's the right fuel that people who are done with Zelda needed. Yeah. I don't think it's going to... I think Zelda's selling consoles, period. Yeah. Like, I think that... But this is, this is a game that actually makes better use of the whole multiplayer aspect of the Switch. That's very right? true. That's very true. Because like you said, you, you, know what? you took it to a restaurant. Yeah, I took it to a restaurant. And a table and, and could sit there and take the Joy-Con off and play with another person. And you know what? There was a couple that was across the way with their kid that were eating lunch and they were like oh look at that yeah blah 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 i've been trying to find one of those whatever and then even the guy who was serving us was like what is that and then he's like where did you no he said where did you get those controllers and i was like oh they came with the thing and then he's like oh and then i pointed to the switch and he was like oh i didn't even see that there that's the switch and then i was like yeah he's like i've been trying to find one of those too but i can't get them anywhere i'm really hoping that when i I'm on the plane on my way to Seattle this week that I sit next to someone that wants to actually play. That's it's entirely possible. Like there might, you know, or maybe they'll trade seats with someone who does, you know, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a, I, I don't know that I would call it the system seller. I think it definitely demonstrates more of the system's yeah. strengths for sure. I, I want to get it. Like I definitely plan on buying it. It's just a matter of me like having some extra cash. Um, but I want to try the ad hoc network. Yeah. I yeah, think you we can should do up to eight people. I think with four switches. Yeah. Cause you do two people per switch right. yep. ad hoc. So that's cool. Um, yeah. or you can do four. I, I haven't tried I mean, four imagine, people on tabletop mode. Imagine being 
at a restaurant. I don't know. And someone else two. in the restaurant has their Switch set up playing, and you guys just be like, hey, Mario Kart Let's from across it. the yeah. restaurant? Like, that would be sweet. Like, Yeah. So, now it, yeah, I mean, props to Nintendo for making gaming social again. And I, way. They, I think, I hope Instead that just this... just having people talk about how they banged your mom. This is the <laughs> highest selling Mario Kart ever. Okay, yeah. Fastest selling. Not highest yet. Um, I hope that it means that Nintendo will start putting out, like, you know, I I I would have preferred Mario Kart Nine, but if they can fart out Super Mario Maker Deluxe, I would buy that because I never got to play it in the first. How place. many people are gonna buy that? Right. Like, I think. Well, that's that's the thing. I feel like if they're just gonna start rehashing Wii U games, that I mean. The games are done. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, and that's the it's, thing. And, I feel and this, like this will hit a they'll hit a larger audience. I mean, they're probably, not producing the Wii U anymore either. Do we know so. statistics of how many Switches are owned currently, as opposed to Wii U's? It's like there supposedly there are a little over three million Switches sold, and I think the total for Wii. U, let me see what the Wii U total sold. Because I would think in the lifetime of the Switch, it's going to have a much larger base user base than the Wii U ever had like across the board supposedly the total sold for for Wii U is 13 million as of December of last year it's not very many right now I think the PS4 is almost at 60 million and and for the Switch to only have been out for a month and it's already got a quarter of the user base of that like that's that's pretty pretty serious so I think that what Nintendo really needs to understand is how to balance new releases with these remakes because if if every game is going to be a remake i'm not going to be interested yes but here's the thing if this holds us over until we get arms and uh splatoon and then also like maybe uh, there's been rumors that smash brothers might be announced at e3 to come out in between splatoon and Mario, like if they're you, if they use these games as stop gaps in between the big releases until there's more third party support and people right. like this is the time that they need to get those all moving now. Like they need to come out in the first year or two of the system, and then it can't be forgiven anymore because yeah. we need Mario Kart Nine. We need we need a new Smash Brothers. We need new versions. Everybody wants there. There's we're so many ideas that people came up with for what should be in a new Super Mario or Super Mario Maker. I bet that you that they need to make new versions this of This is games. the reason they're not they didn't introduce the virtual console right out of the box. Is because they're they're considering like what of these games are we going to redo to launch and which ones are we going to release on virtual console? I think they I mean I think the virtual console didn't make it out because it's just so they rushed it out very fast. Like, I think this console got rushed out. That's why there's no online system in place. They had a lot to do. But um, I think there's room for them to be very clever with how they release these deluxe editions, essentially. Yeah. And um, I hope they figure it out. I Like... Uh, and there were a lot of rumors uh, coming out of Europe. The people that were breaking all of the stories about the the Switch at the time, they talked about there's a Super Mario Maker remake or not remake, but uh, port in like in production or whatever. Like they they were calling all of these. So maybe Nintendo didn't release them all at once because they're trying to stopgap these games, right? 
Maybe they're all ready to go. They just they're just spacing. They're them out. waiting. It's strategic. Yeah, it's a strategic move. Which is smart because if they've got, I mean, the way that it looks now, what I think arms. So they they had Zelda in March. There was nothing in April technically. Um, they've got Mario Kart. No, Mario Kart was in April. Nothing in May. You've got arms in June. June, yeah. You've got Splatoon in July. E3's in June. Maybe they're going to announce something for August, or maybe, maybe they'll Metroid? take August off. God, probably a new Metroid not. Prime would be so awesome. That's what everyone wants, but they probably won't announce it. I want a new. There's Metroid a lot Prime. of stuff that Nintendo's sitting on, and we've talked about it. Or just let times, me play Metroid Prime. There was all like I think Nintendo. There was a, a Pokemon merch site, an official one that made something referring to looking at stars. And people were saying that Pokemon Star was going to be the third edition of Sun and Moon that just came out, but it would come out for Switch. Interesting. That's dumb. That's a lot of Sun is a star. This is true. (laughs) But, you know, Nintendo, I don't know. What's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun, always has been. (laughs) It's like the king of planets. (laughs) What's that from? It's from Saturday Night Live, Will the, Smith, or, the Harry Carey talk show where yeah, Will uh, Smith like axes, Will Ferrell, not or, Will yeah, Smith. Will yeah. Ferrell axes. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> I was trying to picture Will Smith. Tall comedic man axes <laughs> Harry Carey. Anyways, if you were a hot dog, would you anyway, eat yourself? We don't, need, we don't need to rehash. Yeah, no. Maybe we'll get. We just got another watcher, so maybe we cool. should do more Harry Carey. Uh, anyway. Oh, he's saying, he's asking what's the difference between the Wii U version and the Switch version? So, uh, the main thing, thank you, Adelkin, for, for listening or watching. The main difference is that, uh, all of the DLC is included. And then there are very small differences in that that has auto steer and auto, uh, accelerate if you want to turn them on. Plus that additional, you can, there's three levels of boost now if you, if you slide. So we did kind of hit that a little earlier. Those are all slight differences. Oh, also the battle mode. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't battle mode new to this They version? revamped battle mode. They had a battle mode in the original one, but they revamped it to be more like older battle modes. Yeah. Did you play any of it? I did. I like the classic battle mode. I don't like the other modes. And the problem is, if you play online, it kind of, as far as I can tell, just picks one of them randomly. Mm. You can't pick which battle mode you want to play. Yeah. And that kind of ruins it for me. That's my one complaint about that. Is the that. traditional one the balloon yeah. one? Yeah. So I played a little bit of that. And uh, I think we played in the Splatoon level, which is new, obviously. Uh, and it it was okay. But I, I would need to play more of it. I'm not I, used yeah. to playing the battle mode at all. I, I used to, to play, play that quite a bit on Mario 64. Yeah, so I enjoy. I've it. heard people are very happy. with I it. I don't like like there's a bomb version, and I absolutely hate it because I can't figure out how to hit anybody with those. But people online, like this one dude, had like thirty kills or something yeah. crazy, or thirty yeah. balloons that he took away. It was just constant. Like I don't, I don't know how anybody could aim those things properly. They're just not fun to use. Yeah. Well, it's like getting routed. They don't. They don't even like land and like. They don't land on the ground and detonate later on like the bombs in the actual races do. Yeah. They just blow up immediately. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, but, I mean, it's cool that it's there. Whatever. Totally. There's like a coin one, too, where you just go around and collect coins, but then if you get attacked, you lose coins. drop coins. Makes sense. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the battle mode is, is the other big addition in terms of actual gameplay. 
But uh, no, I think it's I think it's worth it if you're looking for something to play on the Switch, which you probably are. Yeah, yeah. If especially you if you're looking for something to play with friends. Yeah. And to actually use the features of the Switch, like the detachable Joy-Cons. And yeah. Yeah. It's cool. For sure. Cool. Let's talk about Poyo Poyo Tetris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot we have that to so, talk about, too. All right. I love Tetris. I am the type of person who will sit there and play Tetris for days mm-hmm. and have dreams about it where I'm placing blocks in place. <clears throat> So I like Tetris a lot. I love Tetris. It's I, one of my well, favorite games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Poyo Poyo, I was not familiar with, but I, under, I understood the premise, which Poyo Poyo, the way it works is you have to line up four of the same color dots to make them disappear. You want to create chains in order to get more points at a time. Um, by like as they chains are like one after the other being erased. Yeah, like you drop one and but it ends up disappearing multiple sets. Of right, after one after the other, not at the same time, but like a chain of them. It reminds me vaguely of Bejeweled too. Like yeah, it's similar that, like, to like a Bejeweled sort of game or Columns almost, except Columns taking bit. it way back. Yeah, yeah so very well the the most popularized version of Poyo Poyo in the United States would be uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh yeah, I did play that too. for the Sega Genesis, which okay, is a very similar. Cool. Yeah, it's similar. Doctor Mario is also kind of similar, but it's uh, there's weird placement things in Doctor Mario that aren't in Poyo Poyo. Yeah. So, so um, I Poyo Poyo Tetris has a ton of different modes. A ton for Tetris, for Poyo Poyo, and then also for Fusion mode, yep. or also Poyo Poyo Tetris, where you're playing both games at once. Right. Um, Fusion is where they're literally you're playing Poyo Poyo and Tetris at the same time. Like the blocks, they fall feed and you the, blocks and Poyo, and Poyo Poyo. It's kind of ridiculous. What? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. See, I wasn't able to play that one because it's pretty. I was just well, you just played the demo. The demo. Yeah. But playing the one where it switches between boards, like, and it gives you a little countdown, yeah. that was maddening. So if anybody <laughs> has played the demo, it. Is like it's hard. I, it's pl- way I played too hard. three or four rounds. It made and me I decide won, that I'm not going to buy it. I won one of the th- the it's four just rounds. Too hard for me. But the uh, the actual game itself has an adventure mode, which the difficulty ramps up on slowly. Uh, I don't really feel like it's that slow, to be honest with you. I mean, I went th- so the adventure mode. It's like a lot of mobile games where like you can get three stars. Yeah, there's a rating system of how many stars you get, uh, and. If you just beat the level, you get one star. If you beat the level within certain criteria, you get two stars. If you beat the level within even better criteria, you get three stars. Yep. I three-starred the entire first world of the adventure. Then I, After that, psh, no fucking way, man. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying... I'm, I'm saying two, with three, being four. able to complete the levels, at least, I didn't lose any levels until the fourth world. Yeah, the fourth world, I cannot get past one of the levels. I think it's... Not four. I did get past the one you had trouble with. Yeah, four I four. finally got past that one too. I, I cannot get past four or five. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but it got thing, to the point where the game offered me help mode, and when I hit help mode, it, it just, just passes you, kicks past you to that, the next level. level. And I was like, yeah. "That's stupid." I just wanted like a little more of a strategic advantage somehow. Yeah, like, like but, a guide of like yeah. best suggested place to drop. Right. Um. But and so the thing the the story mode has. It has you playing... So there's little cutscenes that are very skippable. 
the voice acting is not bad. It's just a really silly, stupid. They're, they're, the cutscenes are too long. Anime, yeah, exactly. They're just way too long. You Similar want to problem to what uh, to Bomberman, Bomberman R had as well. They're cool and animated and like pretty, like really bright and colorful, but they're super long and it's yeah. just kind of annoying. But then in between these cutscenes, each level has a certain challenge to it. Like, it'll be like, you're playing Poyo Poyo against Tetris, somebody playing Tetris. Or, this is a mode where you are given preset... My favorite, which I I can't remember exactly what it's called, is the one where you're playing Tetris, and you are given set Tetris boards, and you you keep getting fed the same piece, and you have to drop that piece to eliminate the... Yeah. You're essentially trying to eliminate the same pattern as the enemy faster so that you can get more of the boards cleared to then do uh, damage with the amount of big bang boards that yeah big bang big bang mode it's that is a lot of fun it's it's cool and there's not a ton of challenge to it other than trying to do it really fast yep um but there's all kinds of different modes and things like that in in the story mode and available in the game for you to play just on your own or against other people online online or in person yeah um you can play up to four people on the same screen. Yeah, and it's a ton of fun. It's, it's a lot a of fun. It's game. hard as hell, and it's again like I love Tetris games. So for me to have a like a new Tetris, I have Tetris on my cell phone. Like yeah. that's how much I love playing. I paid five dollars for that on my phone. Yeah, I love Tetris. So for me to now have it on the Switch, but have it be like this totally revamped version with pretty kick ass techno music that pumps in the background, it gets you super hyped, and like it, I. The, the quick drop and the top button is yep. is awesome like yep. i just tetris is great so to have a new version of it that that looks pretty and plays really well is great my only gripe my it, i don't even care about the difficulty like the difficulty is something i'll get over because i'll just get better at the game yeah my only gripe is that the pro contro- the pro controller is useless in this game. Really? Yes, because you ha- like I can't use the the joysticks to to navigate. Yeah, I never. You have to I use the D pad. Yeah. Problem is the D pad's so fucking sensitive that if you hit right or left, sometimes you're if you're hitting too far up on the right or left button, you hit the dr- the quick drop. I've heard that might be a uh, manufacturing defect. With the controller itself, yeah. So I got some faulty fucking seventy dollar controller. No, I think mine does it too, but it, yeah. it, it might that might be something that my, they correct. My pro controller is useless in this game, and that bothers me because I want to play it with like I want that tactile button. I don't want to use the joysticks. It's I can use the Joy-Con no problem, but I have to use the D pad on the Joy-Con, which is great yeah. because they're independent buttons yep. yeah. themselves. You so need that, a PS4 controller is what you need. Essentially, yeah. The games these are games that require precision, which is why I try to never play them on phones or iPads. And speed like because that touch does not work but having a tactile buttons to the, press i i find the phone it works really well for tetris personally when you're playing a single player game of tetris it's perfect for playing that. Uh, yeah I, it's not it's not preferable when the game when you get to like like level 18 and it's like things super are dropping fast, really fast it, it gets really difficult to keep yeah. up with but in in just like you know to casually play it's not a big deal but it's really disappointing to have the pro controller which i love to use not be functional in a game i love to play that bothers me. I haven't had that much of an issue with it using the pro it, controller. It got to the point where I almost threw the controller. Like I, I was so angry with the fact that it was doing that, and and there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. So 
Kind of I, a I personally didn't have that problem, but I can see it being an issue. Clearly, so I'm just being a big baby about it. I don't, it, think, you're being, I don't think you're being a big baby. I just it, it, Maybe my controller's a little different than yours. Big baby. Maybe I... No, I mean, I there, I'm there a were more other gentle people, Tetris player than you are. I was having the same issue playing Zelda, where I was trying to use the D-pad. Yeah, use, and instead, and, and you would hit up, and it would yeah. it would pull up the uh, the runes instead of, or you would hit left or right, but it would pull uh, up the runes. Yeah, instead. I don't have that issue. That happened with me too. That, that, and it's it's in Zelda, it's a little more reasonable to deal with when you're playing some like a time attack style game. It's really frustrating. Yeah, so. yeah, I find time attack style games frustrating in general which is why i probably won't get it yeah well here's I mean, the here's the thing this is also out on ps4 it's digital only it's 29.99 oh, on ps4 you can get it on switch digital for 29.99 or you can get it physically uh for, for 39.99 yeah. it comes with a poyo poyo keychain and a tetris keychain which is fun um so it's available on PS4 as well is what I'm trying I to say. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It came out on the Xbox One too. So you can you can get it for Xbox One, but you have to import it from Japan because they didn't make it here because Americans oh. don't care about those mm. games. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's again, it's fun. I like playing it. I'm going to keep playing it. I love the challenge. Um, and I will eventually beat the level I can't get past. It's it's a great game to own digitally. I like if it wasn't. It's the kind of game you want to have on the Switch for when you need to just take your mind off something really quick and get pissed off about something else. Totally. So I like, and even <laughs> Mario Kart to me, I I wish would have I like I kind of wish I would have bought it digitally because that's the kind of game that yeah. you could just that was hop my in plan, and play anytime. But it didn't work out. So I haven't bought it yet. But, Is that what I should just do? Because I was just I was going to buy the hard copy so I can get gamer game club gamers club unlocked and get my discount, but. I mean, yeah, I, you could you could really go either way. The it's fact that you. Gamers Club discount doesn't apply to codes is really annoying. It sucks, but it it's, doesn't it doesn't make sense. <laughs> to be honest, I've thought about playing Zelda in the last week, but the only reason I didn't is I didn't feel like taking Mario Kart out of the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's it's kind of a pain in the ass. That's a very real they, thing. They're not I'm very like, easily removable. Cartridges. I would like to play. I don't. I'm not going to complain about that because that's ridiculous. To well, when it's about, docked. But, if like, only your fingers were as small as your mouth, <laughs> you would be able to just get in there and. <laughs> that needs to be the whip sound in Dark Siders Three. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, the uh, there have been times where I'm like, man, I'd love to play uh, some Poyo Poyo right now, but I don't really want to take Mario Kart out, so I'm just not going to play anything. And that's very lazy of me, and it's stupid. I mean, I I didn't buy a hard copy. Of Poyo Poyo. No, and I mean, I I almost I knew I knew I was like I want this on the Switch at all times, and that makes like, sense. My case has slots for games in it, so yeah. I I can carry it that way. And I also was kind of like, I was like, man, I should get it digitally because it's twenty nine ninety nine. But with Gamers Club Unlocked, I could get the physical version. Yeah, for thirty two ninety nine. And I was kind of like, I wonder if this is going to be a limited release. Like there maybe there won't be as many cartridges of this right. out, so it'll be worth. No, I mean, I, I saw one of the times but, I'd been to Best Buy. I saw they had several copies of it yeah. sitting on the shelf, and yeah. I was like, man, should I buy the hard copy just to have it? And I was like, no, I'm not going to spend the money. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's necessary. Like it, it, it may, they may make a crap load of them and then it didn't really matter that right. I bought it physically but I just don't like buying things digitally if I don't have to right I feel like I need to buy things digitally now that I have a bunch of money sitting in my account 
Well, that's the thing, too. Because yeah, I, I ended up I, getting I, Mario Kart physically just because I, I wanted to, it that day. I had yeah. to buy Wonder Boy, right. and I had to buy uh, ha, uh, Has Been Heroes, and those were both digital. So yeah. it was just I had the extra money in my account, and I was like, I'll, yeah, I'll buy Puyo Puyo. I might I pick care. up Wonder Boy. The other nice thing about Nintendo games is that they tend to hold their value because nobody like trades in Mario Kart after a while. You hold on to it forever because that was you the other play reason why I was going to get it digitally. I, so, I honestly think you would like Has Been Heroes more than than Wonder Boy. To be completely honest with you. Yeah, but Wonder Boy looks cool, and the music's really cool. Well, guess what? You've got fifty <laughs> bucks to spend, so you could you get can both get of both, them and yeah. have money to spare. There you go. But, you could also buy what's the other game? Oh, Kamiko. You could buy all three of those games. Oh, the, five the game I talked yeah. about at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Or you can wait because Virtual Console is going to come, and yeah, okay. You'll be, so yeah. you will you'll spend that I money. Did, eventually. I bought a uh, one twenty eight gig SD, SD card, card though, and there's nothing. I got on one it. for thirty bucks on Amazon. I know. I missed that deal. I looked and it was gone. And yeah, I think I got. I, I think I got a two hundred gig one for like fifty. It is a Samsung one too. Two hundred, Jesus. I think it's two hundred. I'll tell you in a second. But anyway, Poyo Poyo's great. Yeah, Mario Kart's great. Prey might be okay on PC. <laughs> There's your summary for the episode. Yeah. So, anyways, while you're listening or even watching along, when I head over to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com/support, check out the various ways you can support us. Hit the support store. Hit that donate button if you think that what we do is worth giving us a little bit of money for. It'd be really appreciated because video games are expensive. Uh, you can check out the Amazon affiliate link. So anything you buy on Amazon, we get a little bit of money for that. It doesn't matter what it is. You could, you could buy toilet paper if you want, and we would get some money from that. Just do it through that link instead of hitting Amazon.com. Go through our link. Don't forget to rate and review us on our favorite podcatcher, uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play Podcasts. Those are the four big ones. Those are the ones that matter. Uh, specifically, iTunes I think is is probably the biggest one. It's not even called iTunes anymore. iTunes Podcast. No, Apple's it's like Apple, Apple Podcast. Yeah, Apple Podcast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, check that out. And as always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback. Again, we want to do a charity stream of some sort, and we want feedback on this. So send us feedback at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at MGN Podcast. And don't forget to add us on Instagram at MidwestGameNerds. And also, if you're watching us on Twitch right now and you haven't added us, please do. Follow. Follow us on Twitch so that you know when we go live, which is every other Sunday, so it's kind of scheduled, so you don't actually have to know when. 7.30 but EDT, but you get a nice, like I always get an email, and then my phone tells me when I get that yeah. email that we've gone live. So it's good to know when we're doing that, and if you like watching us or listening to us, we appreciate all of your listenership and viewership. We appreciate questions from people as well. Yeah, because we, we like interacting with our audience, so... Feel free to jump in at any point and talk to us while if, we're doing this. If we know you're out there, we are less likely to stop doing this at some point in the future. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, that's all we have right now. The guys on Horror Movie Yearbook, which is another podcast on the network, just released an episode about uh, what was the name of the con they went to? Uh, I think it's Motor City Nightmares. Yeah, Motor City Nightmares con that they went to, and it's actually a pretty funny episode. They talk about their their perfect con, like what they would want yeah. out of it, each individually, Willie and, and Tim. They got to meet really some funny. awesome horror luminaries. Yeah. And, uh, no spoilers. We won't tell you. Yeah. You got you to listen, listen to the podcast. It, and, uh, they, yeah, those dudes are funny. The next episode, I think they said, is 88 that they're cool. doing. 
Uh, so they're going to be covering Pet Cemetery and nice. a couple other ones I can't remember off the top of my head now. Yeah. Um, I am still working on that Collected Thoughts episode of Midwest Film Nerds where we talk about all yeah, of the more you talk about that. Past. It's all set to go. I just have to record little segments in between yeah. each. So it, it'll, it'll happen soon. But bother me and maybe it'll happen sooner. Yeah. We've got some other things in the works that are in our brains. Yep. Brainchilds. Yep. Children's. Children. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, definitely stick uh, stick around. Check us out on our website, MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Check out the other podcasts. And uh, we again, thanks again for listening and for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.